0: It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie.
1: Welcome to Golden Hour Adventures. Today's guest is David King. He is the race director for the Rapsnake Gravel Race in Texas. Welcome to the podcast, David. Thank you for having me so how did you get into gravel riding we'll let's start right there <laughs> um well I used
2: to race the road and uh, had three boys and uh, life happened and kind of slowed down and um, that's about the time that gravel racing got popular in the state of Texas and I moved from road racing into the gravel events and I really like it. It's a lot more laid back. Uh, more of a party feel to it. You know, easier to get to know people, I guess.
0: The party feels 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I see, I think- <laughs> I see I, you know what? I've never gr- raced a, a gravel, but I, I see pictures, and I'm like, man, that's something I definitely want to do. Yeah,
2: so it's a very laid back. Um, very chill environment compared to road racing. So.
1: How long did you uh, compete in road racing for?
2: Uh, I guess about 15 years or so. Um, Growing up, I was always on a mountain bike. I grew up, you know, Sweetwater's pretty wide open country around here. There's not a lot out here, but we even, we grew up about 25 miles out Southeast of Sweetwater and, uh, to get to my friend's house, just to get around from my parents' house to my grandparents' house. Um, my only way to get around was take a mountain bike, and so I used it as transportation and commuting for, I guess, the longest time. And then in um, college, I got into mountain bike racing a bit. After college, that's whenever the uh, road racing started, and like I said, now it's morphed into gravel racing so or i guess let's say gravel riding uh, they're all unsanctioned events that i participate in but uh, still a race if there i think if there's more than one guy at the same place it's going to turn into a race so
0: <laughs> there's always a level of competition somewhere right. <laughs> <laughs> i've ridden in uh i've ridden mountain bikes in san angelo i don't know how far you are from san angelo pretty close
2: yeah, that's actually where I went to college, and that's oh, okay. where I did a lot of mountain biking at, was down in San Angelo,
0: so. I have never been, A, more terrified of riding a mountain bike in an area, and B, have fallen the most from riding a mountain bike in the area. <laughs> that sand down there just eats your tires, and then when you fall, there's nothing but cactus on both sides of you, so I'm like, that's and correct. then I know what lies in the in, in the cactus, so I'm just like, my gosh, please don't fall in the cactus. <laughs> Don't get eaten by a den of rattlesnakes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I know you both are runners, and um, down in San Angelo, they have the trend, the Shannon Trail Series um, in January and February. It's a three-race event out at the state parks, and the state parks is where we did the majority of the mountain bike riding, uh, but you're running those trails, um, and it's a great event. I think there's like four or 500 guys running through those. Oh, wow. Uh, fields out there it's a uh, really turned into a great event uh, but whether you're mountain biking or, or running at the state parks in San Angelo always exciting <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's true watch out
2: for
0: the cactus watch out for the cactus there's you, a plethora of them and I never saw a snake but I know they're out there
2: <laughs> yeah people ask me that all the time they're like oh I, I bet you just see snakes every time you're out and I tell them, I say, well, there's probably no more snakes in Sweetwater than there is anywhere else in the state. It's just <laughs> one thing that we got to be
1: known for. So, yeah. Is that where they do the rattlesnake roundup?
2: Yes, sir. Um, the rattlesnake oh. roundup was actually started by the Sweetwater Junior Chamber of Commerce to educate the farmers and ranchers around the area of how to be around them, how to coexist, um, what to do if you see one. How to handle them, um, and then it just turned into a bigger and bigger event. I, I believe somewhere around thirty thousand people come to Sweetwater on the second weekend in March every year for the Rattlesnake Roundup. Um, and the same organization that puts on the Rattlesnake Roundup is also the same organization that puts on the Gravel Grind. So, uh,
0: I mean, <laughs> how many rattlesnakes do they do they gather?
2: It's several thousand pounds. I, I, <laughs> if, if you look it up online, I mean, there's guys standing in these pits with, they're just surrounded by rattlesnakes.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Um, but they're all very well trained. They've all been doing it for such a long period of time. They make it look easy and they look so comfortable while they're doing it. Um, like I said, I was born and raised here. I'm still not comfortable
0: around them. <laughs> you don't climb in the pits down there with them? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> He's like, I'll just stick to my bike.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stay safe on the other side of it. So.
0: That's awesome.
1: What do they do with the rattlesnakes after they round them up?
2: Um, so they milk them, which is where they, you know, draw the venom out. Uh, that venom actually goes for use in medications. Quite a few different medications are made from it. Um.
0: I think I read somewhere that the majority of the medications comes from, or the anti-venom comes from Sweetwater.
2: I I believe so. Yeah. Um, And like I said, I believe there's other medications that are made from that venom. Um, They take the skin and they sell it to one place. And I think they make belts and boots and different uh, items like that. And then of course, at the Rattlesnake Roundup, they do cook the meat. Mm-hmm. And i believe some of the meat is sold as well um so anyway all parts of the snake are used it's not like they're gutting them and then discarding the bodies they are actually putting it all to use um, either at the event or or sold yeah, for medical purposes
1: or... yeah Huh. that's interesting does uh pita ever show up Every
0: year. I wouldn't doubt it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny.
2: And they'd scream just like the rest of us if they ran up on a snake. So,
0: uh... Well, I mean, a lot of the Roundup is is an educational base too, isn't it? I mean, you know, I I get that there's 30,000 people that show up to, you know, it's a big festival type stuff. But I mean, it's a lot of education going on.
2: Yes, sir. Whenever you see those guys that are in those um, large tanks with the snakes all around them, they are actually putting on um, little classes on how to be around snakes and what to do. Uh, The same theme that started 65 years ago, whenever uh, the roundup began, uh, they're still carrying that on each year. So um, trying to educate the public about just how to be safe around them. Like I said, there's probably not any more snakes in Sweetwater than anywhere else in Texas, but um, they just took the initiative to start educating people about what to do with them, so.
1: Wow. I, don't, I need to go see that sometime. I, I do not like snakes, especially rattlesnakes. <laughs> Living here in Rapid last year was the most rattlesnakes I've ever seen, and yeah, that there was is quite a, interesting for there me. There is
0: a place where they do not exist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, <That's okay>. Alaska. <laughs> Alaska, yeah. <laughs>
0: You will not see a rattlesnake in Alaska. I could promise you that.
1: Yeah. Trade it out for. So bear. When, <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something that can uh, definitely kill you. Yeah. Right. Eh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were doing your road cycling, I'm not too uh, familiar with road cycling. What's the different distances that you would compete in?
2: Um, anywhere from hundred k to, hundred um, I guess 11, 12 miles, I think, was the longest race that I did. Um, Mostly I did just um, Texas, Colorado, Oklahoma, New Mexico, just here local. I didn't travel all over the United States for anything like that. Uh, With gravel, there's a few events I'd like to go do different parts of the United States. I just
1: hadn't made it yet, so. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, recently gravel races, gravel riding in itself has kind of taken off. Especially, you know, like to the Midwest, you hear a lot about all these gravel races. Um, when I was living in Colorado, a lot of people would travel, you know, to Kansas and Oklahoma and all that to go do the, the gravel races. Uh, it's taken off quite a bit. How have you seen the the growth in gravel races over the few years?
2: Um, it, as far as in Texas, it's definitely something that's getting bigger each year. Um, more events are popping up. Um, you know, of course, with Facebook groups and things like that, there's more and more Facebook groups that are just centered at uh, gravel racing, uh, and so more group rides that are popping up all around the state it just seems like it's the growing portion of cycling right now so and as far as what i hear from like trek they say that their number one sales are coming from gravel bikes right now so seems to be the way that the trends are going
0: i stupidly tried to buy a gravel bike in uh 2020 and it was near impossible (laughs) I finally found one, but I had to settle. Yeah, they're hard to
2: come. Yeah. They were definitely
0: hard to come by. Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Now I think there's a, a plethora of bikes for sale that everyone bought in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not using anymore. All, right.
2: yeah. All that sitting around on the couch, it was easy to <laughs> buy with.
1: What do you think the draw is to uh, gravel riding and racing compared to road racing and road riding?
2: Once again, I think it just goes back to community. I think it's just laid back, kind of a party atmosphere. Um, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I'd say myself, I was definitely top A whenever I was um, road racing and just real intense with it. And it was nice to tone it down a notch and go to gravel to where, you know, there's, like I said, if there's more than one guy, there's definitely an element of competition. Um, but those guys, they take off at the beginning of a gravel ride and everybody else just kind of sits back and chills, gets to know everybody while you're riding, um, the whole environment before and after the events are usually, uh, very laid back, you know, there's usually a breakfast and uh, time of fellowship before. And then afterwards, usually there's some type of food involved and hang out and have a beer, do things like that. And so, uh, I'm also a lot older now I'm 42 so uh, hanging out and having something to eat and having a beer sounds a whole lot better at my age
0: than <laughs> <It> <laughs> in does. my younger days so it kind of seems like I'm, I've never been to a gravel ride but it kind of seems like the difference between a trail runner and a road runner I don't know how how you know diverse you are into you know the running community but the trail running group just is kind of a chill laid back. Now you do have your racers, but for the most part, it's just kind of a chill group type thing. Yeah. It seems the the same way as the gravel riding, you know, is the, is the trail runner of the cycling worlds.
2: <laughs> well, and I only know that from that Shannon trail series. Uh, that's the only um, trail running event that I've done. Uh, it's just close by. And we have a lot of friends that go down there and do it. And it's just right down the road. And so and same thing, it's a bunch of the guys that I race gravel with, or I've ridden uh, road bikes or mountain bikes in the past, and, and it's just a fun event. So, you yeah. know,
1: one of the things I noticed with marathons, you know, everyone's going out to go fast. It seems like from the people up front to the people in the middle, even to people at the back, they're racing the clock. Once the race is over, they grab their medal and leave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes the venues are pretty cool where they have the finish app. But I guess from what I've seen in, you know, trail, trail running is that you're on a trail and the finish is usually, you know, either a trailhead or some kind of venue. I think the, it allows people to hang out a little more and just relax and have a good time. It's more of a community spirit than finishing a marathon or a half marathon, 5K, 10K, grab your medal and leave type of thing. Right. So I'm guessing that's how gravel is to gravel races.
2: It is. I'd, I've run a few half marathons, like the Cowtown half marathon. And, man, I'm just so beat up and tired after that thing. All I want to do is just go back to the hotel and go to sleep for a bit. And <laughs> I'm not going to hang out after the finish line and chit-chat with my buddies. But, um, like I said, after a trail event, yeah, you can you can hang out because you're not pushing it so hard. There's a lot more elevation with, with trail running, but uh, afterwards, I guess you just find the energy to hang out. And like I said, nobody's in a rush to finish up anyway, so make the time, make the effort to, to hang out a bit, so.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of the, the it seems like people that are on the trail, it's more of a community thing than a racing against the clock thing. Of course, there's always people out there competing, but from what I've noticed through the years, it's more about the community aspect, chilling out. Um, you know, sometimes you'll just go out and hang out with a friend and run the whole time. You don't care about the time. You're just out there to have a good day, out on the trails, not in a congested city, <laughs> <We're> <laughs> running out. on the road.
2: <laughs>
1: right. So you are the race director of the Rattlesnake Gravel Race. Uh, tell us a little about the the race. Um.
2: Well, it's a grassroots effort to raise money by the Sweetwater Junior Chamber of Commerce, the same guys that are putting on the Rattlesnake Roundup. Um, We raise money for the five volunteer fire departments in Nolan County. Um, I actually started helping out with bike races 10 or 11 years ago. We have a Cornerstone Christian school here in Sweetwater, and I started helping out with the Beat the Streets Road Race. Um, just volunteering my time and trying to make it better and raise more money for the school. Uh, one of my sons attended that school and the other two will probably attend it once they get of age. Uh, so I started out there and I still continue to do that each year. With the Rattlesnake Gravel Grind, I was uh, approached by my buddy that was the president of Sweetwater Junior Chamber of Commerce at the time about Getting something put together, raising money in some form or fashion. I just told him I said the only thing I know how to do is bike races, and he said, "What do you need?" We started the discussion, and it took off. Um, I have a y'all may know, have heard of Fabian Serralta with Gravel Locos. Um, I got to be friends with him, and started the discussion with him. Uh, Gravel Locos is a uh, fundraiser as well for the HACO Volunteer Fire Department and I, Fabian's done very well with it and I'm one of those guys where I don't want to reinvent the wheel so whenever we started this conversation about beginning the rattlesnake gravel grind I reached out to Fabian and I said you know what can you do you know to help us and and he came down and and he, he was a big supporter of it uh, got us off the ground and um, he knows a lot of pros. He was able to bring in Ted King and a bunch of other local Texas pros to the first year event. So it got a, a lot of attention year one. This was our second year, and uh, we brought in about double the amount of, or a little bit over double the amount of participants this year. Uh, we raised double the money, and, it just needs to see it grow. It's it's a very fun event that incorporates once again the party atmosphere, food and drink, snow cones, uh, all included with the price of admission. Plus we got concerts from lunch till you know eight or nine o'clock at night. Um, It's a very chill laid-back environment. It starts and ends out at Lake Sweetwater Municipal Campground. So once again, it's not in a congested city. Not that Sweetwater is considered a big congested city anyway, (laughs) but it's a little bit uh, more laid back. There's a really cool little amphitheater out at Lake Sweetwater Campground. And that's kind of the centerpiece of the whole deal. Anyway, it's been neat to see it grow. This year we were able to raise $60,000 for the volunteer fire departments. Uh, So 12,000, which went went to each of the five volunteer fire departments. Um, Some of them get funding from the city and or the state or the county, uh, but some of them don't just depending on where they're at. And so uh, in this area, you know, there's only 14,000 people that live in our county. And so many of them depend on the volunteer fire departments—not just to put out a fire, but keeping cattle in the fence and uh, car wrecks, um, houses burned down. They're just any—they're just first responders at different levels. And so it's neat to be able to honor the heroes that keep us all safe all the volunteer fire departments actually help out with the rest stops. And one thing that's kind of unique is we don't have anybody giving us, um, well, we got flow formulas. that gives us, um, you know, electrolytes for the drinks. Uh, but besides that, the five volunteer fire departments are cooking brownies and cookies and rice krispie treats and things like that. So at the rest stops, the people that are handing you, food it, it was made in their oven right there and so um uh, it's a very homegrown grassroots uh, people are very committed to this event in our neighborhood and uh, everybody wants to see it grow and you're definitely seeing the people that you're benefiting from participating in an event. So
0: what is your um what is your participation? What has it been?
2: Uh we had 233 this
0: year. Okay. And, and you said this will this this year that you did it twenty three was the third year, second year, second year. Okay, so twenty four coming up will be your your third. Yes. Are y'all anticipating more growth in that?
2: We are. Uh, once again, going to different events around the state. People come up to me and ask about it, and it just I get Facebook messages or Instagram messages all the time about man i can't wait for the next one it's neat how it's drawn people from all over the country we even had some guys show up from mexico we had four men from mexico show up they drove 18 hours to get here uh, (laughs) wow they hung out for several days and it's neat to follow them on strava you know back and forth and uh, see what they're doing and See how active they are. They they actually have a race in Mexico called Gravel Mexico, and uh, they invited me to come down there to that. I, I hadn't made that commitment yet. Once again, I have to clear it all with my wife, and I don't know if she's <laughs> just ready for that yet. So,
1: <laughs> to be like trip to Mexico, let's go.
2: <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> yeah, taking well, my bike as well, but. You <laughs> Yeah, I, I think if i'm taking her to mexico we're going to the beaches we're not going for a gravel bike right? yeah no, it's probably nowhere true. near the beach <laughs>
0: yeah. how, how does said, the uh i mean
2: i'm giving up but i'm, I'm gonna just wait on
0: that one you to... gotta itch that one in slow like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just leave pamphlets of mexico laying around
1: <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. we can make this a multi-week or day trip <laughs> right <laughs> Just just a race in there at one point. Yeah, just, yeah, just one day. <laughs> with, you know, these people traveling around from, you know, all over the, the country, how does the, the city respond and how does the city take it with uh, people coming into the, the town and spending money?
2: Well, you know... The events sponsored by, the main sponsor is the Sweetwater Junior Chamber of Commerce, but it's co-sponsored by the Sweetwater Chamber of Commerce, and the Sweetwater Chamber of Commerce gets their funding from selling, or from the sale of hotel rooms in Sweetwater, and Sweetwater's kind of on the edge of the wool fields of West Texas, and so uh, we have that. We also have a lot of wind turbines around here, and so uh, there's a lot of, Wind turbine and oil field workers that stay in the hotels during the week, but on the weekends, a lot of our hotels are free, and so putting on events like this, like Beat the Streets or uh, the Rattlesnake Gravel Grind, puts the puts people in our hotels, which you know helps out our Chamber of Commerce, which in turn helps us to put on our events. So, um, anybody that's ever been to Sweetwater, I know that um, you grew up in. East Texas, and I've been to this area before. You know, it's a maybe a rare part of the world. You know, people still help you if you're on the side of the road and need to get your tire changed. There's going to be local people that still stop and help you. Um, I'd like to say everybody around here is pretty nice um, <laughs> <laughs> and pretty welcoming. And uh, like I said, our little town. Sweetwater's a town of about 10,000 and we can host 30,000 people for the rattlesnake roundup. So uh, they've got plenty of uh, experience on helping out large groups and everybody's always very welcoming for, for anything like this.
0: Does the grinder happen at the same time as the roundup?
2: Two weeks after.
0: Two um, weeks after. So, so the majority of the crowd is gone.
2: Yeah, they're all gone. It's, um, you know, maybe... A week, uh, you know, before or after the rattlesnake roundup, it it gets pretty busy, um, and then afterwards they're all gone, and then a new set of people show up for the gravel grind, all knowing that all the rattlesnakes have been cleaned up, and they don't have to <laughs> not see in pack base.
0: So, sign me up.
2: <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, man, they're, they're going to get a trip to Sweetwater and not see a rattlesnake. And that's maybe a big draw for the whole deal. So. <laughs>
1: what uh i'm sure you got those i'm sure you got those people that are like i didn't see a rattlesnake
2: (laughs) well actually the funny thing is that year one um people came out and they're like i didn't see one rattlesnake and i'm like yeah isn't isn't that what you wanted they're like no we wanted to see a rattlesnake like we thought that it was kind of part of the roundup and so um this year if you get on our uh facebook or instagram page you'll see uh guys handling the snakes just like the the roundup at the gravel grind they did a little snake presentation deal oh that's cool and uh matt stevens he's a pro cyclist he, he had one of the best poses with the uh, with the rattlesnake uh, but yeah they were there's one lady uh, emily joy newsome her and her daughter you know her daughter's like eight years old and they were posing with the rattlesnake and, um, but it really turned it into a good deal and kind of completed the whole circle. And like I said, in my mind, I was thinking, man, people probably don't want to see those, but they're kind of disappointed you're one that they didn't get to. And four guys
0: from Mexico flew all the way there to see a rattlesnake. Yeah. They, to see they,
2: they, were, they were happy to see them.
0: So. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of cool. Finish our gravel grinder and you get to hold a rattlesnake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, i can only imagine i'm a big swag guy i like swag uh what's your swag look like
2: um if you get on our facebook or instagram page i'm wearing a shirt right now i don't know if you can see it
0: oh yeah that's a cool one i like that yeah i
2: I got a snake in the middle Um, i guess it's kind of the theme or what most people would think of when they think of sweet water. So we got to <laughs> have to stick with it.
0: You got to capture the rattlesnake on there for sure.
2: Yeah. But we what do different
0: st- distances do you guys offer?
2: Uh, we do 30, 60 and a hundred. Okay. We might, we're trying to coordinate. One thing that makes the event special is it's not just on the gravel roads, uh, the county roads around here. Um, uh, one thing that makes it special is we cross over about a dozen ranches in Nolan and Taylor County. And so you're seeing property, seeing sites that you wouldn't get to see otherwise. Uh, there's one ranch that we're waiting to hear back from, they should be getting back from their trip here in the next week or so. So if they allow us to cross over their place, we're probably going to change up the distances a little bit because once again a lot of people just want to come out and see the sights yeah they're not racing it they just want to look around and see what's happening in sweetwater and i'm i'm biased i think sweetwater is a very beautiful place um but also spend a lot of time on the back roads um, you can't always see everything from the highway but you get off on the county roads and there's plenty of sites to see. There's a lot of wildlife around here. Uh, not just rattlesnakes. We have, uh, there's a lot of <laughs> deer, a lot of quail, a lot of Turkey, um, way too many wild hogs. Um, so it's kind of a little hunter's Mecca out in this part of the world.
0: What do you, uh, if, if that rancher gets back, if you, uh, if you're, if you can say what distances are you looking at to change?
2: Um, well, we we'll, Probably do exactly 30 miles and then like a 45 mile and a 60 mile and then possibly a 100 or 110, somewhere around there. We'll do one long event. Um, so I mentioned that the five volunteer fire departments did rest stops or aid stations this year with, uh, or the first year they, they provided the rest stops, which all had restrooms, everything available. Um, year two this year, we actually had 20 aid stations. People around the community got behind it. Uh, farmers, ranchers would just set up a, a table and with two chairs out at the gate. And while cyclists were going by, they like I said, it was all home cooked straight out of their own oven. Um, but they'd give away waters and brownie cookies peanut butter and jelly sandwiches anything like that
0: that's cool yeah
2: when they asked me what they could make I just said you know what did what do you give your kids during the summer whenever they're home I said just (laughs) something that's a cheap (laughs) simple little meal I was like that's all the cyclists would want so yeah yeah, that's what they provided and turned out well
0: that's cool so it really is it really is the whole town's kind of getting involved in it then
1: yes sir I like that because uh it's more you know when you pay race fees sometimes you don't know expect what you're gonna get, but it sounds like this the whole town comes out and welcomes you and provides something for you. I I really like that aspect of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um other than we we use um red dirt race um for the chip timing and um other than that everybody's volunteers there's nobody paid we don't pay the photographers we don't pay uh, well i guess we got to pay for the bands and things like that but the food's all donated uh, from different companies uh, the banks in town uh, um oilfield companies uh, they're all local people that are cooking the the bank president was out cooking fajitas this year uh, for the cyclist um Oldfield Company cooking hot dogs and hamburgers. Um, the local. cater provided breakfast all three days. Like I said, community just showed up and I I think it really hit home for a lot of people and. I mean, we we got to push the social medias to uh, for advertisement, but I think a lot of it was just going to be word of mouth, so. And we're looking forward to a big year next year. So.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you, you mentioned it was a three-day event. Is the so packet pickup type one-day event racing the second day and maybe like party and concerts the third day? Or do you break up the races?
2: Um, third day, start with it. Um, we do breakfast and then we do a little church service. Um, this is Bible Belt, you know, um, this part of Texas. And um, we got to get served in that aspect, that aspect as well. Um, I grew up with a uh, preacher, and his wife is the leads the music at their church. And they put on a little uh, church service at the at Dandy's Western Wear here in town. And that's where we started and ended the um, little ride on Sunday. Um, and it was just a cool down ride. It, it wasn't really a race or anything like that, but. We started with that on Sunday this year and just because there's a lot of people traveling from all over and didn't want to miss miss church. So we provided that for them and it turned out well. Next year, we're having uh, a preacher from the Metroplex that'll be down here. Yeah. Just somebody from the cycling community. Same thing, just a volunteer that'll show up and donate their time to be a part of the event so
1: that's cool that's cool so all three distances are on the same day on saturday
2: yeah we do a mass start everybody starts at the same time and oh wow (laughs) Um, that's crazy if you've ever spent any time in this area sweetwater is not flat by any means Uh, less than half a mile from Either way that we started the race, you're going uphill. Uh, The long, the 100-mile route, it has about 4,000 foot of climbing. And uh, it was pretty awesome to see those pro cyclists, uh, like Ted King, year one. I think he almost averaged, like, 22 miles an hour. Oh, my gosh. He was just flying. Uh, And anyway, just to see those guys, Matt Stevens and uh, Justin McQuerrey, you know, they got second, third the first year. And, um, those hills that take take me so long to get up, <laughs> you know, they they weren't huffing and puffing at all. They were just getting it. So it, it was neat to see those big names out here, um, and it's just so amazing to see what humans are <laughs> can do with themselves if they stick with it. So. Yeah.
0: What do you guys give for uh, like first, second, third? Do you give prizes out? I I would assume that you would give like a stuffed rattlesnake or something as your like as your prizes.
2: <laughs> Maybe we should. Yeah. yeah see, I'm um, I'm
0: creating ideas. Here we go. Yeah.
2: I'm I think going. I
0: I would. I'm I'm not competitive, but I'm just, if I was a competitor, I would come out and be like, man, I could try to win this thing to get a a stuffed coiled up rattlesnake. That'd be super cool. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would be. I'll see what we can do. I'd come out there and blow up just trying to get in.
2: <laughs> uh, the Chamber of Commerce, actually, part of what they provide is the prize money. And so, uh, once again, talking about staying in hotels, um, we provide a $1,000 for first and first prize male and female.
0: Oh, wow. That's cool. Uh, for the 100
2: yeah. and, um And we'll continue that next year. Moose packs and Matt Musa and his wife Catherine. They're from Austin, and anyway, they provided moose you know, packs for first, second, third place, to all the podium winners for the thirty mile, sixty mile, and hundred mile.
0: What's grass. a moose pack?
2: Uh, a bicycle bag, like so. You can put them on your bars, or you can put them on your saddle bag. Um, they're very handy to have. Uh, I use them daily. Uh, it's nice to put your snacks in there,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> extra tubes, everything you need. Uh, a lot of gravel rides are unsupported. And so you better have everything you need to work on your bike. And moose uh, packs are very handy to stuff all your thing, your needed items in there. So
1: so is as the, is it a looped course or how does the course work for the different distances? Uh, Yeah, they are three looped courses. So, uh, how far do like the 100-milers follow the... Is there like a transition where the 100-milers leave the 30-milers?
2: Yeah, they they just turn and go longer distances. Uh, The 100-mile and the 60-mile actually goes over into Taylor County to the east of us. Um, The 30-mile just stays in Nolan County. But same thing, we've got volunteers over in those other counties that stepped up. Uh, two other volunteer fire departments outside of Nolan County stepped up just to help out because all the volunteer fire departments in this area work together. And even though those other volunteer fire departments aren't gaining anything from doing it, they're still, uh, you know, helping each other out. It's just neighbors helping neighbors. So. helping to control traffic, everything, hand out snacks, a whole bit, so.
1: So, you, um, you're, you're, the race already happened this year in 23. What's the date for the 2024?
2: Um, We're going to keep it on the fourth weekend in March each year going forward. Um, It's going to be March 22nd through the 24th in
1: 2024. And uh, when does uh, registration open up? It'll open
2: up October 1st.
1: October 1st. All right, if you guys wanna do a gravel race, October, sign up for it.
0: <laughs> you said in October, the the first day of registration, something you guys are gonna give away some prizes or something like that? You mentioned earlier before we got on.
2: Um, yeah, anybody that signs up on October 1st, we're gonna just put their name in a little Tumblr and give away some prizes for whoever signs up on the first day. We have plenty of cool things that are given to us to give out to the participants. So anyway, we just pass it along. We're able to give it out before, during, after the event. So uh, I mentioned Dandy's Western Wear earlier. They gave us 100 cowboy hats this year. and so Oh,
0: wow, that's super um, cool.
2: (laughs) So – that was in the tumbler and so as you did your packet pickup and you know, and got your your shirt your swag and all your stuff you rolled the tumbler and you pulled it out and then if you got a cowboy hat we just handed you a cowboy hat right here.
0: <laughs> that's neat
2: even
1: the art of texas so
0: that's cool that's super cool
1: <laughs> i do like that so what, what's the temperature like there in uh the fourth of the week of march
2: um man march is generally pretty nice um i think it was like 75 degrees was the high this year it was windy it was very windy but going back to what i said earlier we got oldfield field and we got wind turbines around here and i think there's a reason why they put all those wind turbines in this part of the tech of texas because you know, <laughs> wind's always blowing and and it was definitely blowing on that that saturday of the event so but it was great. You know, after the event, everybody's like, Oh my gosh, could, I can't believe how windy it was. And I'd say, well, I'm sorry. What, did you have a good time? Oh no, it was great. It was so much fun. It was so challenging. And so even though it was windy, it still made for a good time. So.
1: So where can, uh, where can people go register once uh, registration opens up? Um,
2: On our website, rattlesnakegravelgrind.bike. And like I said, Red Dirt Racing is the one that does the chip timing. and They'll provide a link that you'll just click on on our website. It'll take you straight to them, get you registered. And um, they do a great job. They're the ones that do all the other big events, Gravel Locos, Mid-South, Unbound. So once again, through Fabian Seralta, we got a uh, connection with them and they did such a good job. I I just told them, I said, we just want you on reserve each year going forward. You know, They keep coming back. They make a long trek down here from um, from Kansas, but they do a great job.
1: So, Well, folks, you got to sign up for this race. It sounds like fun. Uh, it's got my interest, even though I don't have a gravel bike. I keep thinking <laughs> I want to turn my Pack bike in for a gravel bike. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but I guess you could always do it on a pack bike.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Everybody's welcome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Send <laughs> it
0: Just for 100 miles up. on a pack bike. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might need to keep the packs on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> Just load it up. You're going to be, uh, do you have a DFL uh, prize? <laughs> <laughs> Electric Rouge.
2: <laughs> yeah so of course provides us several beers so i guess if you dfl or if you're lantern rouge you we can fix you up a cup of beer a mug of beer you can get something out of so, it.
1: <laughs> so what kind of uh, music do you have playing after uh just local
2: uh, guys from the community and then Different uh, big name. We had a, a Tex-Mex group this year, which put on a really good show. Just mostly country and western. It's uh, kind of fits the theme of the, the event. So.
1: Yeah, I don't think uh, you know you'd want any punk rock or rap. <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think it i don't think that would fit that. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't fit very well <laughs> no <laughs> of
0: course you never know
1: never know true <laughs> each throw
0: that's uh a... nah,
1: no but if i was going to texas to do a gravel gravel race i think i would want some uh, country music yeah
2: <laughs> well that's that, all the locals around here that play that's the majority of what they play it's either that or Texan X, so that's what you're gonna get so nice
1: so, uh, we usually ask uh, our guest, guest, Jesus, can't even talk, guest, <laughs> um, I was going to say desk, but uh, what kind of gear do you use? I know you, um, you're you not uh, competitive anymore, but I know you still ride. Um, so, what kind of gear do you use?
2: Um, I mentioned moose packs earlier. You know, um, we, I've used moose packs for quite a while, I guess, ever since I got into gravel racing. Uh, I've got a bar bag and uh, a saddle bag for them. I keep them stuffed with goodies. Uh, flow formulas, I use them for the drink mix. I don't have a Trek bike yet, but I'll be buying one sometime soon. Trek's a sponsor of the gravel grind. So I uh, I'll be moving on to a Trek checkpoint sometime here pretty soon, but i I made the mistake and purchased a different brand prior to I
0: feel like you kind of have to if you have Trek as your sponsor. Right. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: they've been you're out there with a the giant and they're like,
0: What the heck? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we'll be moving to <laughs> Trek here real soon. They they've been very good to us. So
1: then a, uh, another question we always ask our guests is we're trying to grow our platform. Um, who is someone that inspires you or you think would have a good story that we could uh, have on our podcast? You know, I've got to know Justin
2: McQuarrie over the last couple of years, he showed up at the gravel grind. Um, his first gravel race was the gravel grind last year. He's a pro cyclist that. Races in America and in Europe. He's based out of Austin, and he's a type one diabetic. Um, it's amazing to watch him just as just what he does, but to be type one diabetic and have to fight that fight on top of it, it's it's pretty amazing for him to to carry that along with it. Um, and he got second place behind Ted King. I mean. He's, he was flying, and he won it this year, and so it was pretty awesome to see him go from second place to first place um, this year. And I bet I could get a hold of him and see if he'd be interested in doing a podcast. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, he races all over, like I said, all over the country, races in Europe, and I don't know where at in the world he's right now, but uh, I bet I could maybe – get in touch with him for
1: you that'd be awesome that'd be great yeah that'd be great would love to hear a story especially with being a type one diabetic yeah i'm sure that struggle is uh real trying to compete
2: and you said two people
1: oh uh, one's fine unless yeah. you got another one
2: <laughs> um i'd say he's probably the best one he, he can he's definitely got a good story to tell so
1: Perfect. So uh, we're going to give you a second to shout out, uh, you know, where people can find this race, social media, where people can follow you if you want. Um, But you, we were talking before and people listening to the podcast could get a special offer discount um, for the race. Once the race registration opens up, how would they find that out? How would they uh, be able to do that?
2: Um, anybody that listens to your podcast, if they just uh, send me a message on Facebook or Instagram at rattlesnake gravel grind, I'll, uh, I'll send them a link or send them a discount code. Uh, hopefully it helps you to grow and helps us to grow as well. Um, and Sweetwater is more the merrier. It's a, uh, it's a place where, like I said, people take care of you and give you something to eat, give you something to drink, hang out, have a good time with you. So,
1: you know, we do have a lot of people that are, uh, endurance athletes that do listen, you know, from hiking, uh, athletes, all that. So if you're interested in trying out a gravel race, this would be a, a perfect opportunity to, to try it out. I know I'm, I'm thinking about it. Um, something I want to try, I'd love to ride. I just, for some reason, riding on the road is not my thing, but, you know, riding through the country sounds a little, little, little bit easier and, you know, get to check out the scenery, like you said.
2: Well, there's not much uh, traffic in this neck of the woods, so <laughs> you know, as far as whenever it comes to traffic control, I, I tell people before the event, you're going to feel like it's a closed course, but you still got to follow the rules. It's not a closed course, so... But everybody around here, like I said, does their part to make sure that everyone's safe. So it's uh, (laughs) definitely nice to not have to worry about all that.
1: Sounds like it. Well, we'll give you a a few minutes here to shout out whoever you want, whoever you want to thank or where people can find you or any of that stuff. So it's Um, your time. Our website's
2: bike. You can find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at just rattlesnake gravel grind. We'll be opening up registration on October 1st and we'll provide discounts, like said, to any of your listeners.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate that. Well, uh, thank you for your time. We really appreciate uh, you coming on here and talking about the the gravel scene and your race and uh, learned something new about the rattlesnake roundup, the it was pretty cool
2: <laughs> yeah it turned out I mean it's like I said start out with just good intentions just neighbors there helping neighbors with uh, making sure that they were safe around rattlesnakes and <laughs> that brings in 30,000 people to small town in West Texas every year so
1: <laughs> alright David well thank you for your time and uh, get out there and sign up for this guys
2: Thank you guys. See ya.